0: You are listening to the Family Worship Center podcast with Pastor Noah L. Nicholson. At FWC, our mission is to be the church where the love of God is demonstrated freely by me. If you like more information about our church, visit our website at www.fwc-chicago.org. Now stay tuned for today's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Have your way, Jesus. Somebody tell him to have his way today. Say, Lord, have your way in my life. Have your way in my mind. Have your way in my spirit. Have your way, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, before you take your seat, I want you to worship God one more time by hugging about three or four people and tell them I love you with the love of Jesus Christ come on tell them I love you with the love of Jesus Christ tell somebody I love you with the love of Jesus Christ that's how you worship God you worship him by loving people he said you shall love people as you love yourself love your neighbor as you love yourself love God with all your heart mind, your strength, your soul every part of your being and then love your neighbor as yourself if we're not loving people we're not loving God the only way to love God is to love what he loves and he loves the creation that he made you are made in the image of God and God loves you and God cares about you and he wants us to love you he wants us to care about you and we thank God for all of you all of our friends and family that have come to come be with us today we appreciate you glad you're here to worship the lord with us we we celebrate you and we thank God for you you are in the right place and you're here at the right time god has been gracious to us and good to us amen just to let us get here safely I'm not going to be a long time if you will turn with me to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, for those of you who are our guests, they have some just some refreshments out there after service, some cookies and juice, just to thank you for coming, I think they're selling dinner too, for those who want to buy a dinner, Uh, they're doing that out there later on too, but if you got a Bible, go with me to um, Psalms chapter number 40. What a mighty God we serve! Oh God. Psalms chapter number forty. Um, I'm just going to read a few verses of scripture uh, in Psalms 40. Turn me down a little. Turn me down. Psalms chapter number forty. You could just turn the monitors down. If the monitors just down, Psalms 40. You got it. It says, "I waited patiently." Look at the first verse. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me. And heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And set my feet upon a rock. And established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. And fear. And shall trust in the Lord. He said, I waited patiently. Those of you who have a Bible, you may notice that the caption of your Bible at the beginning of this psalm says, this is to the chief musician, a psalm of David. In other words, David writes this to turn it into music. And he writes it so he can sing it to the Lord. And those words can be sung. I want to preach from this text and I need your help I'm one of those uh, preachers that say turn to your neighbor so if you don't like that you're not going to like me this morning (laughs) but I do that because not just because you know to keep you busy in the service and keep you alert but it's also to get you to start speaking things that God God is speaking about you Nobody's words helps you more than your own words. And no one's words hurt you more than your own words. It doesn't matter how much a person preaches to you. It is not until you start preaching to yourself that the word becomes alive in your life. So you got to speak some things out of your own mouth. So if you're close enough to somebody, if you don't mind, uh, turn to them and ask them this question. Are you in the pits today? Are you in the pits today? One of the great things about reading in the Psalms is that it presents us with really a patterns of life that godly people go through of every age. It kind of begins to show us that we should find encouragement as we read it because God helps us to understand that we are the same as the people who are in the books of the Bible and the Psalms. They are not different people than you are. They are human beings just like we are. And it shows us in the word of the Lord that we can receive guidance when we go through certain things and if we follow certain patterns of godliness, they'll work for us just like they worked for anybody else. In the Bible study on Wednesday night, we were teaching and I made the statement that anyone that uh, will live by godly principles simply cannot fail. It is impossible for you to fail if you live by godly principles. And the reason why that is is because God says that his word is himself, and so his word, his integrity is tied into the word. So if you live godly principles and ultimately be a failure, that would make God a liar, and God cannot lie. And so God says, whatever I speak, it will come to pass. He tells Joshua if you will hear my word and observe to do what I'm commanding you to do he says you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success now help me preach again look at your neighbor and say success and failure are predictable you need to remember that that success and failure are predictable we can predict if we're going to be successful And we can predict if we're going to fail, and that prediction is simply because we either choose to operate by the principles of God's word, or we choose not to. And so when we look at the Bible, we see these patterns that occur that... Uh, the Bible helps us to understand in this particular text where uh, it's getting into a bad situation getting into the pits and 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 having an ability to come out of it. It's figurative language that's being used here to describe the distress and the release that uh, David affirms that the Lord can save you out of any dilemma. The first thing to notice is that the person who writes this is the king. Somebody say the king. As well you know the king has all authority and all dominion in his kingdom. He's rich. He has everything. There's nothing that he lacks. The king can make any request he desires and that request is brought to him. So the first question has to be asked, if you are the king, how is it that you find yourself in the pits? how can a person that has everything end up in a situation that they call a horrible place? It helps us to understand that it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you have, it does not matter your ethnicity, your education, your culture, your background, your race, it doesn't matter. Trouble is going to find you wherever you are. You can be rich and trouble is going to find you. And so that's the first thing he says is that first of all, he's a king and he's in trouble. He's experiencing something. And what is it that he's experiencing? He's saying, I'm experiencing a desolate place. The word uh, uh, in our text for Horrible is also translated in other places as desolate. It's also translated as destruction. He's saying I'm in a place that uh, is so difficult, it's so hard, and he mirrors it to being, as it were, uh, in mud and in mire. He mirrors it, saying uh, it's like I'm stuck in a muddy place, and so uh, it looks bad for him. We're not really sure where he is physically. We do not believe he's in a physical cave here although he has been in a physical cave he talks about when he was in the cave of Adulam, when everybody left him and everybody deserted him and he was all alone by himself. And and only the poor, broken people came to him and he had to take those people and convert them into warriors. Sometimes you can find yourself in a place where you feel all alone. Sometimes things can become so rigid and difficult in life that it almost makes you feel like you want to give up. Help me preach. Look at somebody say, don't you give up, don't you give up. You don't need to give up because you're still alive and and even though people sometimes will look at your life and say you will never amount to anything, you will never become anything, you must understand that the resume of your life is still being written. The resume is not over. The autobiography is not done. You're in a season of your life, you're in a period of your life that can appear very bad. But this is just a season. It's not over yet. You still have a few chapters to write And you are writing your own chapters You are determining What your future is going to look like So either you can die In the place that you're in Or you can give up in the place that seems so hard and difficult or you can make a decision that I'm not going to stay here I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord Uh, 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 somebody say Lord I trust you And so uh, alongside this picture, David is saying it's like being in a place where you have no hope. You remember Jeremiah, the Bible said about him, that they took him when they didn't like him anymore and they didn't want to hear what he had to say. They took him and put him in a cave or a dungeon in the cistern. And, and, and the Bible said he sunk into the mud. He sunk and the mud was covering him up. And he felt so awful that he began to, in his mind, say, How is it that I can work for God? How is it that I can be a preacher for God and end up in such a situation like this, only speaking the truth of God's word? You do know that sometimes when you speak the truth and you live the truth, it causes folk that don't want the truth to not like you you know anytime you have a confidence in God and you are a person that is confident in who you are in God you know that anytime insecurity meets confidence it calls it arrogance I'm gonna say that again anytime insecurity meets confidence the insecure will call it arrogance and so sometimes people will dislike who you are and the things that you stand for because you stand as a leader for your opinion. You are not trying to flow into the veins of popular opinion. You believe what you believe and you are who you are. And sometimes when you make stands like that, people don't like you. They didn't like him. They suck him in the mud and he got to thinking, saying, maybe I ought to do something else. I don't think I want to preach anymore. I don't think i want to say this stuff for god anymore but then he said but it was just like fire inside of me I couldn't help but to be who I am. You do understand you will only be happy in life when you are who you have been authentically created to be. You can't be happy being somebody else or trying to make somebody else happy. You have to be what God has created you to be and that's the only way you gonna have some real happiness. Take your neighbor's hand and say, I'm not going to me down just to hang with you. No, no, I'm going to higher places. I wish y'all would help me in here today. Somebody say, Lord, let me go higher. And so he says it was like being in this cave. And 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 he says, David says uh, it was an experience similar to the time when he writes uh, in Psalm 69 1 and 2. He says, uh, Lord, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my soul. I have sunk in deep mire and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the waters seem uh, to overflow me. It was as if I can't help myself. I don't know if you've ever gotten there. Or you've been in a place where it felt like you couldn't help yourself. There are some real places like that where you don't have control and one of the things that God has created us is to be leaders within and that causes you and I to want to always be in control we don't like losing our ability to control situations and that's not a bad thing that's a good thing you're supposed to be in control but every now and then God has to remind you and I that we cannot control everything and when things are outside of the sphere of your ability to influence it you got to learn how to trust in your God do I have any believers in the room today somebody said Lord I am a believer and so the Bible said when David although he is the king he cannot deal with the situation He begins to cry out to the Lord. The Bible says he cried and waited patiently for the Lord. That means that he waited until God heard him. It means he prayed for a long time. It means he was in a place that he needed deliverance. He called it horrible and he prayed for a long time. He didn't get in a hurry. Sometimes people pray and they want God to do things right away. But one thing you have to learn about God is you can't hurry him. You cannot hurry God. You do not have an ability to make demands on God and expect him to operate with your time schedule. God says you can't hurry me. I'll do it when I want to do it when i feel as though what i want to teach you you have learned some pits are just a learning experience some pits is to get you to have some intestinal fortitude to be able to handle some stuff because one thing god does not want is weak people weak soldiers he wants to take the weak he says if you're weak don't even say you're weak let the weak say i am Strong, Because I may be weak, but I'm in a place where he wants to make me strong. And the only way he makes you strong is make you carry some stuff that's kind of heavy. And so what we do sometimes is we wish our situations were better or easier. But what you and I need to learn is not to wish for an easier situation, but to wish I was a better person and could handle the situation that I'm in. I didn't get that. When you go to the gym, i said it before when the young man is under the bench press and he's pressing weights he is not wishing in his mind that the weights were lighter. He doesn't want the weights to be lighter he wants the weight to remain heavy. What he wants is his muscles to grow that the weight feels lighter because I'm stronger now some of you are stronger now than what you were last year and you're stronger than what you was a few years ago because if God had let you go through what you have been through before he gave you strength you know you would have lost your mind I wish I could preach in this place shake a neighbor's hand and say I'm growing every day and sometimes it's the pit that causes you to grow he was weeping the bible said david cried before the lord he said the lord heard my tears and saw my tears and in six he said i'm in psalm 66 six, he says i'm weary with my morning every night i flood my bed with tears i drench my couch with weeping what's he saying he's saying my, my tears are I me mean, requesting god and, and going to god and and i'm praying and god god put your tears in a bottle as it were and he said blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted in other words his heart was tender toward God he was not obstinate he was not proudful where you know it's like well I'm gonna handle this Some no 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 well, he understood when he got to the limits of his own resources and had exhausted his own ability he said okay can't nobody help me now but God I didn't went to mama I didn't went to daddy I didn't ask everybody I know and nobody seems to be able to help me, so i got to go to God now, and when he goes to God, he to him in a posture of worship and humility. Some folk come to God with a pride, and they don't come with humility. They won't lift their hands. They they won't extend themselves. They they won't cry. You know, they taught us men not supposed to cry. Uh, y'all, I don't know if you've ever seen me cry, but I cry all the time. I just try to do it in my devotions and in my prayer. And once I get it all out, I come out like everything is going to be all right. Right. Not that it is alright, but I know everything is going to be alright. And so then he's tender-hearted. You, you gotta be a worshiper. Somebody say, Lord, make me a worshiper. A worshiper. He he's crying out to God, and this is the issue. You have to cry to God because you, you understand that sometimes people. Uh, People cry out to other things. They look for other things to help them out of their pits. But David is saying in verse number four of our text, "Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust." In other words, he's saying he does not respect the proud, but he makes the Lord his trust. He's saying this: I have learned enough in my life that I don't go to people for my help. I go to God for my help because he is the only one who can truly help me. See, when I have a problem, I don't go to folks, I go to God. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It can be sickness, it can be pain, it can be financial, it can be whatever. The first one I go to is God. Because when you go to him, he will direct you where you need to go after you talk to him. When you go to people, you're messing up. First, you want to go to God. Somebody say, God. And when you go to him, then he begins to give direction. And so therefore, when you are in the pit, you do not cry to people, you cry out to God. But some people don't do that. They won't even come to church when they're in trouble. They won't even come to seek God when they're in trouble. They will waste and spend all of their energy trying to find their answers in all kinds of other things. Sometimes people try to find their answers in people. They try to find their answers in Money. They try to find answers in escapism. Sometimes people just sit in front of a television and escape all day long. Sometimes they go to drugs and barbiturates. Sometimes it's sexual. It doesn't matter. They're trying to get away from the Pit, but you're going to the wrong things to try to get your answers the answer only lies in Christ because he is the one that has created you and declares before I ever formed you in your mother's belly I already had a plan and a purpose for your life and sometimes the reason why your plans are being frustrated is because your plans need to be submitted to mine some things will we do we know we ain't got no business doing. Y'all don't want to be real but I'm going to preach it anyhow. And when we do that God says I have to frustrate your plans because it takes you off the course of what I have for your life. Now I want to tell you this what God has planned for you is greater than anything you could have come up with yourself. What God has planned for you he has already made the way possible for you to achieve it some of the things that he has planned for you he showed you when you were a little kid in dreams and vision he showed you in what you wanted to accomplish then as you grew you ran into people that talked you out of your dream and told you it was not possible for you to become that God is saying I want you to get back he said unless you come to the kingdom like a little child you're not gonna have no fun in the kingdom you got to open up up your mind, get the vision back that I showed you. You know, you saw the vision, and you said, I'm a princess. You were a princess. That's what you I'm a king. You were a king. That's why you saw that. You're supposed to reign with Jesus Christ. You were not supposed to live in the gutter. You were not supposed to live in poverty. You were not supposed to live beneath the privilege of a princess and a queen and a king. That's why the Bible says that Jesus is not the king of subjects because we are not subjects. The Bible said Jesus is the king of kings because you are kings and priests and royalty in God. Put your hands on yourself and say, I am somebody. But somewhere along the way people talk you out of that where you no longer believe you can accomplish anything. Somebody say anything. Jesus said oh things are possible to the individual that believes. If you believe it, you can accomplish it. If you can see it before you see it, you will see it. If you can see it in faith before it has to materialize, you will be able to walk the thing. In other words, you got to see yourself coming out of the pit even when you're in the pit you have to say within yourself this is not the vision that God showed me for my life and since this is not the vision my life came in here there's got to another place of deliverance because he already showed me what's going to happen I'm gonna get in trouble now but I'm gonna say it anyhow some of y'all with folk right now you know that ain't the person God showed you you was gonna be with because he ain't nothing like what God showed you you was gonna have she ain't nothing like what God showed you I'm in trouble now look at somebody say you better get back to your original vision And don't you settle for less, you have ended up now working for someone else and you're working you know in McDonald's and you're working as a maid and God already showed you you were going to own your own company and you were afraid to step out in business and God is saying I'm just waiting on you to step out in what I showed you. You're not supposed to be the maid. You're supposed to own the company. You're only doing this for a season. Somebody say, this is my seasonal job. Oh, I don't got a problem with McDonald's. I work for McDonald's myself. But while I was flipping burgers, I knew this is just my seasonal job. It helps to make the ends meet, but I ain't going to be here for long. Shake somebody hand. and say, that's why I'm in school now. But don't let school mess you up. You do know many people go to college for the wrong reasons because they have not gotten from God what his direction is for their life. And they're in college studying subjects that have nothing to do with their purpose. And, and they're wasting a lot of time because when they finish all of that, God then said, now that you're done with all that, I'm, I'm reminded of, of one of the, my preacher friends, uh, Carolyn Showell. And, and she went to school and, and graduated, what they call it, cum laude like that you know with her psychology doctorate degree and she was in the graduation processional and and with her degree and all proud and happy and uh then God spoke into her spirit and said now that you got that uh, what you gonna do for me cause this does not determine what I've called you to be and I don't know if you ever heard her preach but she's one of the greatest preachers you ever wanna hear so just because you got your psychology degree doesn't mean you still not gonna do what I called you to do and you're gonna do better with what I called you to do I talked to her one day and she said you know church people that made me rich I say how they make you rich She said because you know I got my psychology degree and and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a psychologist and so you know I get paid from their insurances and the government and I, I talked to counsel so many church people and I'm just rich and 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 the only you know the whole problem is I said what's the problem girl? She said all they need to do is stop that sinning and they'll be all right. Y'all ain't gonna let me preach, but I'm gonna preach anyhow. She said, you know, if they would just stop sinning, they would be all right. Sin is reproach to any people, but righteousness will exalt a nation. So he says that we got to learn how to do the right thing. Somebody say right thing. I don't know what your pity is today I don't, I don't know what you're going through but for David he had several times when he was in distress and needed rescue from God he says in Psalms 32, he says that, 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 that O oh Lord my God I cried unto thee help me and thou didst heal me here he's sick he has a physical sickness and he's cried out for God to bring him out of the pit of sickness then another place he cries out in Psalm 69 says save me God. Oh God, those who hate me without a cause are more than them, hairs of my head, and those who would destroy me are powerful. What's he saying? He's saying, I got a lot of haters, God. Sometimes we think we have haters, but David knew he had haters. You know a person is a hater when they're physically trying to kill you, they are a hater. And so he says, I've got so many haters that they outnumber the hairs on my head. Every time I look around, somebody's trying to kill me. So I need you to deliver me from the of the haters now I don't know if y'all got people trying to kill you but some of us probably can know there are folk around you sometimes that don't like you people on your job that will sabotage your work people that will lie on you and say negative things about you then there are sometimes people who will just slander you see slander is not lying slander is telling the truth for the wrong reason in other words what they're saying about you is true but they're saying it to hurt you to bring you down to cast mud on your name and then some people will just flat out lie on you if they can't find no nothing else to slander you about in other words they'll make it up and sometimes things that people say about you can affect the quality of your life you can have a friend that's close to you and when somebody brings discord now all of a sudden Your friend is backing up from you you can have people that used to be in your corner but now they're not in your corner based on what someone else said about you sometimes people back away from you when they understand some of the pits that you've been in because David was also in a pit because of his own sin he had been in pits in his life y'all don't like that because you know church people are sanctimonious and they like to pretend like they don't never do nothing wrong. But we all know better than that because every church person has done something wrong at one time in their life. Y'all gonna pray with me. Let me just come down your street if you don't play with me There ain't nobody in this room that hasn't been in a pit And needed God to deliver him David said Lord He said Lord be gracious unto me This is Psalms 51 And wash me thoroughly from my iniquity And cleanse me from my sin You know iniquity is no different than sin Sin is straight up disobedience Sin is just you disobey what God said Iniquity is when you have a bit Inside of you It's a curve to do the wrong thing It's a sneaky it, 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 it's, it, it borderlines on wickedness And so David is saying uh, uh, There's been times within myself That I've wanted to do some things To folk that wasn't the right thing For me to do And they don't know it But you know it And I need you to cleanse me Of this iniquity See y'all want to play with me See I know some of y'all in here right now wanted to do some things to some people that they didn't even know you wanted to do to them and you were smiling in their face the whole time and if they could read what was on your mind they would have ran the other way some of y'all did curse spoke out in your mind help me priest, shake a neighbor's hand so you do know Jesus hear those curse words in your head don't you you do know he hit that don't you and so David said I was in a pit I was in a pit of my own sin and God's hand on me was like crushing my bones. He said, I was in a pit and I needed some deliverance. Maybe you're in a pit of a broken heart. Have anybody ever broke your heart before? Oh, you don't want that one. Somebody say, you don't want that one. No, you don't want to be in love with somebody and they just break your heart. And some people don't just break your heart. Some people grind it up into little powder. And blow it back out in your face. Y'all ain't never been there. All right, keep on living. Keep on living. Keep on living. Sometimes you can be in a pit of financial difficulty where your credit is so bad they don't want your cash. You can't find no money nowhere, folks. So you have loan money too. Have lost your phone number. Matter of fact, they changed their phone number or got you blocked, and you know they owe you some money and you can't find them nowhere you looked in all your couch cushions for money all your pockets and purses can't find nothing you in a financial jam now ain't never been in a financial jam if you've been there say lord i've been there i thank you for my deliverance See see if what God can do for one He can do for all And so maybe you're in another kind of a crisis I don't know But this is why David writes this He said we gotta sing about this We know that we gravitate to things And we gravitate to sometimes negative things Because of our fallen nature It is a condition that we all have We have a fallen nature Even though we are born again When you are born again Your spirit is saved sanctified instantaneously and spirit is who you are but the soulish realm of you takes time to be transformed and don't get discouraged by overzealous church people and overzealous self-righteous people sometimes people who are listen I've been in church my whole life so when I talk about church people I talk about myself what that means is that because I've been in church my whole life there were some things I have never done some things maybe you have experienced I've never done because I was brought up in church my daddy was a pastor don't miss it don't mean I ain't never done nothing wrong I just probably haven't done some of the things some of you have done because of the how I was reared and how I was taught now I've been saved my God since I was seven so it's been a long time since I've had the Holy Ghost God kept me from all kinds of things because of the spirit in me. So when I went to high school, you know the honeys wanted to get with me, but I didn't get with them because I was saved don't know how it be in high school come on now don't mess with me when you go to college you know everybody wants to jump bones in college but when you know who you are you know you can't be jumping bones because God has a call on your life folk want to get drunk you know they just want to get drunk and then have parties I've never been drunk I don't know what that feels like I've never had any kind of a drug I don't know what it feels like to get high and it's not because I'm so wonderful is because I was saved, sanctified from a child and God has So then when people come in church, you run into folk like me who have been in church a long time. And what they do is they expect you to act like them. They expect you to come out of sin the way they're out of it because they've been out of it for a long time. So they will talk about you in a negative way because you struggle with your alcohol or you struggle with your drug. Or you struggle with whatever it is Not realizing that they've been brought up in this a long time You have had years of transformation Why do you think that the person that just came in a few years ago Can act like you act When you've been in this your whole life almost Shake the neighbor's hand and say Neighbor It takes time to turn a freight train around. You can't just turn something around that's been sinning for a long time. And just turn it around overnight. But what about the Holy Ghost? the Holy Ghost doesn't even work that way. Let me tell y'all something. When you get the Holy Ghost. If you didn't know 2 plus 2 is 4. When you get the Holy Ghost. You still don't know 2 plus 2 is 4. Because it saves your spirit. Your mind still has to be renewed By getting new information If you were crazy when you got saved You still crazy after you get saved Crazy don't just go out of people Because they got the Holy Ghost Shake somebody's hand And say you do know God loves crazy people too he loves. He loves with all kind of problems. So what we have to learn to do is understand people need time to grow. Oh. Let me talk to church people one more time. How long you been saved? Anybody in here been saved longer than 10 years? If you been saved longer than 10 years, wave at me, stand up and wave at me if you stand. Look at all these hands, look at all these hands. Now they've been saved longer than 10 years. Now if you've been saved longer than 10 years, and you still have some struggles with some stuff. Y'all ain't want me to preach in here today. You've been in church for 10 years hearing the word of God. Hearing preaching every Sunday. You're still struggling with some stuff. You need to get off the back of anybody that ain't been saved as long as you have and say, let's just pray for each other. The Holy Ghost is real. Somebody say real he will transform your entire life but it doesn't happen overnight that's why we come to church to hear the word that's why we need him to bring us out of our pits bring us out of the places that have dogged us we have to keep calling on him you don't just call on him once you call on him every day somebody say every day I call Jesus every day of my life before I get about the bed I call him Lord you already know what's gonna happen today I need you to help me now before anything jump off help me now and you put him first somebody say first 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 he's telling us that when you come to him this kind of love for God comes when God leaves you in a pit sometimes where you can't breathe where you don't have any way out. He don't snatch you out right away because he wants you to crave him. In other words, realize how important I am. He says, you will find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. In other words, I want you to get desperate for me. Have you ever seen where a person is about to drown in water and they're gasping, they're falling into the water and they know if I don't come up from under this water I'm going to die I will guarantee you that when they're under there they are not thinking about their money they're not thinking about their wife their husband they're not thinking about their job they're not thinking about their degrees in school they're not even thinking about their kids all they thinking about is I need a breath of air i I gotta get out of this situation I gotta breathe again because if I die I can't help my children I can't help my husband I can't help the job I gotta get some air and air becomes the most important thing in their life this is why God leaves you in a pit he wants you to get to the place where you realize that he is the most important thing in your life and when when he brings you up, when you come up gasping for air, all you want is his presence. You just want the presence of the Lord. Because you realize if Jesus hadn't saved me, I would have been lost. I wish I could preach in this sanctified church. If Jesus hadn't brought me out of that, I would have lost my mind. If Jesus had made a way out of nowhere for me, I wouldn't be here today. Anybody feel like I feel? Give God a praise and hear somebody. All hallelujah! I'm about to go to my seat. Give a neighbor half hour. Say, neighbor, what God wanted them to see is that you had reached your end and couldn't help yourself, and then He wanted to see your distress. He wanted them to see that you never gave up. That's what God shows the world. Take a look at my people. They can go through hell and high water. They can go through all kind of pit experiences, but. My people don't give up Don't ever let somebody make you think You're weak because you're a Christian No, you got to be strong To be in this thing You got to be able to take a licking And keep on ticking God said I want to show the devil I want to show the angels I'm going to show all your brothers and sisters and cousins near. You can go through hell And you will come out With the keys To unlock everybody else's prison That's what David Let's see he said God's going to deliver me and his deliverance is going to be so great it's going to make people fear touch a neighbor with a half five and say man You about to make folk afraid They're going to be afraid of your God And the reason that they're afraid is because When they see what God's getting ready to do for you They know how low you were When they see how high God raises you They're going to look at you And say there must be a God Because there's no way they turn their life around By themselves Give a neighbor another high five and I'm saying, never. God's about to work a miracle in your life. And all he wants from you, he wants the praise and the glory. That's what they say. He said they're gonna see what God does for your life and begin to praise God. Somebody you brought in here with you today, they're gonna look at your life the way it used to be and take a look at you the way it's going to be. And they gonna praise God for you. They might not even say, "Give God glory." Somebody give Him glory in the house right now. Shout Hallelujah! Can I have one more minute, and I'll go to my seat show your finger in somebody's face and say when other people were healed in the days of Jesus those people called everybody to believe God when the blind man was healed, everybody around the blind man started praising God when they went to the gate beautiful and said silver and gold have I none and rose up the lame man he went into the temple praising and looping and praising God Everybody in church started praising God, giving them a high five saying, maybe the miracle you're going to get this year is going to have everybody in the church leaping and praising God over your miracle. Who am I talking to in here? However low you are, that's how high God's going to raise you. He said, double for your trouble, double for what you've been through. Never thought he had you, but you're about to get away. Somebody who loves Jesus. Give him a praise in here. Shout hallelujah The devil wanted to kill you But God looked at you and said "Me." The devil wanted to give you a disease But God said not so They said they were going to take everything from you But God said don't matter what they take Cause if I'm for you I'm more than the world against you And all I'm looking for Is for you to cry unto me give Give me my praise, give me my glory, if you live for me, you will never fail, look at yourself, and say, Sam, you will never fail, you might be in trouble right now, you might be in a pit right now, but you won't be like Joseph, the pit just taking you to your destiny, he had to be in the pit to get to the palace, I see a promise for (laughs) y'all that you don't give up is for you. If you don't give up, keep on praising it. Keep on worshiping here. Keep on celebrating here. Keep on getting up every morning. Talking to yourself in the mirror. And say, self you shall live and not die. And proclaim the glory of the Lord. Send get again praise in him. So good, so good I dare you to grab somebody by the hand and just pull on them a little bit. Say, pull on them. Say, what you doing? Say, I'm pulling you out of the pit. I don't know what your pity is, but today is going to be over. Pull. Pull them like you want them out of it. Say, you're coming out of the poverty. Coming out of the sin. Coming out of destitution. Coming out of loneliness. I am pulling you out. Holy Ghost is energizing you With a fresh anointing With fresh power With fresh victory Somebody give him praise Show glory Tell about three people I'm going to pay your bills for you Because my miracle is so great Tell them I'm going to buy you a car you live in one of my properties. I wish I had a believer. Tell him, you're going to buy my goods. Yeah. Lay hands on your neighbor and say be blessed by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. There is power in that person. There's an anointing in that person. There's healing in that person. Because the Holy Ghost is in there. The Holy Spirit works on us our whole lives, our whole lives. Throw your arms around somebody and say, I'm going to love you through whatever your pit is. Tell somebody else, I ain't going to talk about you in your pit. I'm not going to run you down. I'm not going to spread your pit around because I've been in a pit too. And I know what it feels like. Come on, alter workers. If you need deliverance, come up to this altar right now. Somebody say right now. If you want the Holy Spirit, come now. You're in a pit, you don't know how to get out of it, come get the prayer. Come, 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 come. Come get the prayer. These people have come to pray with you, pray for you. Don't worry about nobody else. It's for you. Thanks for listening to Family Worship Center Podcast with Pastor Noah L. Nicholson. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address fwc-chicago.org, to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Join us next time for another edition of the Family Worship Center podcast.